What's up guys, Quickship636 here, back with another Motocast Monday to help you power through your week. If you're a new listener, what I do with this Motocast is talk about what's going on in my life, motorcycles, racing, as well as let you know who you need to keep an eye out for in this motovlogger scene. If this is something that interests you, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. If you're a returning supporter, thank you so much for everything that you do, and I hope I can continue to make great content that you'll enjoy. Now, let's go ahead and get into it. What's up guys, Quickship636 here, back with another Motocast for your Motocast Mondays. And man, we have a lot to go over, a lot of racing stuff to go over. You know, we're about to finish the month of January, about to start getting the racing season. You know, racing season officially kicking off in March. Um, however, uh, one of our local tracks, they're starting to run, starting to run already for testing tunes. So, like I said, we just got a lot, we got a lot to do, man. And, you know, when you think about winter and stuff like that, you know, we always, man, I can't wait to the spring. I can't wait to the spring. Well, we're not even waiting to the spring. We're still in winter and we're ready getting after it and stuff like that. So it's a, uh, it's fun. It's fun. But damn, there's a lot of things to go over. A lot of things to go over. Now, real quick, just some quick announcements. Just a reminder on March 8th and 9th, that's March 8th and 9th here in the Alamo City Motorplex in Marion, Texas. Um, that's going to be Bounty Hunters 4. That's correct. Bounty Hunters 4. Now that's a super exciting event. I can't wait to be out there and check that out. If you guys are unfamiliar with no prep and that whole how that whole series works, um, and with, also with Bounty Hunters, I've got a few videos on my YouTube channel. Stop by and check it out. I have Bounty Hunters there and also have a Winter Meltdown that we just got finished with, with a bunch of no prep and how that all works and stuff like that. So it's good, man. Good fun times. Um, I'm a normal Joe, you know, normal guy, so I will not be there on the 8th because I work. Um, I will be there on the 9th recording live and stuff, so um, come check it out, man. Just look for the giant um, logo on the back of my shirt that says QuickShift636 and come say what's up, man. Come say hi, and I, I would love to meet you guys. Um, also, on March 16th from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Wood Cycle Country, Man, they're going to be hosting their bike night with freaking Jason Britton and Team No Limit there. That's right, Jason Britton and Team No Limit there. Please come over there and stop by. Check it out, man. Check out Wood Cycle Country and their awesome shop, their awesome store with tons of merchandise, tons of bikes, just just everything there. Um, Hooters will be out there. They got DJs out there. Um, and then, of course, you're going to see Team No Limit get down. And trust me, trust me, they do not disappoint whatsoever i'll be out there um i'll be out there recording be out there meeting everybody come say what's up guys i'm very very excited to meet you guys um hopefully what i would like to do is for the local riders is i'm gonna try to get my bike over there man that's right i'm gonna try to get my bike over there so you guys can come check out uh come check out reptile man you know i always talk about it i always post her on instagram and stuff but you know, come check it out and stuff, and let's just have a good time. So, again, that's March 16th, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Woods Cycle Country in New Braunfels, Texas, man. Stop by, check it out, come say what's up, and let's have a good time. Gia. Now, we have to get into something very, very important. Very, very important. And what's that important thing? Freaking MotoGP. That's right. Freaking MotoGP is about to get down. Guys, about to be underway. Um... They're already doing the bike unveils, man. Um, Ducati did theirs first. Honda did theirs next. And again, just kind of a reminder with Ducati, that's uh, Andrea Davizioso and Danilo Petrucci. And then, of course, we have Honda, Mark Trash Marquez, 
and Jorge Trash Lorenzo. I don't like Jorge Lorenzo either, uh, but it's okay. It's okay. That's just my opinion. But um, they just unveiled their new bikes, guys. And, you know, I, I've kind of talked about this a few times with other people. And I look at these bikes, and with the introduction of winglets, you know, for the front end to keep that front end stable at hard braking, to keep that front end stable with all the speed. I saw Ducati introduce it first, you know, because Ducati's, man, on their straightaways, they would just pull so hard, but introducing the winglets and stuff. And then you saw to see other manufacturers adapt that as well in their MotoGP bikes. But, you know, I remember watching the documentary Fastest, and they had talked about, you know, with um, motorcycles being so, I guess, you know, basically being like a like a jet, like a plane, you know. Their aerodynamics, the engineering being basically the same where you're flying on the ground, basically what you're doing. And I started looking at it, and again, particularly the Ducati, man, that bike looks so far from a motorcycle. You know, these bikes are looking so far away from a motorcycle where it's almost looking like it's just the wheels. You know, it's two wheels, and that's almost it. You know, everything else is, you know, looking more and more like a like a jet, more and more aerodynamic and stuff like that. And 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 it's good. You know, I'm not I'm not knocking it. It's good for sure. It's it's awesome. You know, you know, we're asking these guys to get faster. We're asking these guys to do this and do that. And and of course, the bike has to kind of complement that right to to you know be able to provide the riders the ability to get to that point and stuff but but man they're uh check it out if you guys haven't seen it like um it's on MotoGP's uh MotoGP.com it's Ducati and Honda that released their bikes and stuff and and it's interesting man it's interesting I'm really excited to see the remaining manufacturers and how they present their bikes and what their bikes look like but again that Ducati one particularly looks so far from a motorcycle and stuff but i don't know what's your guys opinion are we getting too far away from what you know what the what a motorcycle at least in our minds may look like um do we need to kind of tone it down a bit um i don't know what's your opinion leave it in the comments section i'd really like to know your guys opinion on that but let's go offer some dates okay so guys it is shoot it is on the it's the 27th right so you're gonna hear this on the 28th and on February 6th, that is the first test. That's the ping test, MotoGP. Then we got February 20th. That's in Jerez. That's Moto2 and 3, test number 1. February 23rd is Qatar MotoGP test. March 1st is Qatar Moto2 and 3 test. March 10th is the first race at Qatar. The first Moto race, MotoGP race at Qatar. Guys, that is not that far away. You know, we're right there. We're on the cusp of it. World Superbike is set to follow there up shortly. You know, hopefully Jonathan Ray can bring in another one. But that's for a separate, separate motocast and stuff. But, man, MotoGP guys, we're right there. We're underway. I'm super excited to see what's going to happen. Um, particularly, you know, excited to see with Ducati. Uh, Andrea Davizioso is always strong. Very, very strong competitor. Uh, Danilo Petrucci. Always very, very strong. Now being brought up to the Premier or to the uh, factory Ducati. Then, of course, you have Honda, right? So, if you look at, like, the situation with Valentino Rossi and Jorge Lorenzo. So, Valentino Rossi was dominant. They bring Jorge Lorenzo in. And Jorge Lorenzo, kind of to quote Jeremy Burgess, was 
designed to push out the old bull, have the young bull learn from the old bull and push him out. And then, of course, you had Valentino Rossi was kind of given an ultimatum, I guess, if you will, was, you know, take a pay cut next year and kind of be second seat behind Jorge Lorenzo. And he chose not to. He chose to say, no, let's screw that and go to Ducati and run those two horrific years at Ducati, just horrible years at Ducati. Or Jorge, Jorge Lorenzo was the top dog. Well, I guess I ask you guys, we have Mark Marcus being the top dog. And, you know, just Danny Pedrosa, man, unfortunately, just never able to pull off a championship, you know, never able to be a champion, you know, with multiple, multiple uh, um, injuries and crashes and stuff. Some his fault, most not really. Um, but you have Mark Marcus. A dominant figure in MotoGP. I don't like Mark Marcus, but he's a dominant figure nonetheless. But then you also have Jorge Lorenzo coming in, which is also a champion, a dominant figure in MotoGP. So what do you do with that? What does that make it? Does it make it a strong team? Well, I guess if you're Honda, it does because you're not you're not guaranteed, but you have a pretty damn good shot at winning a number one and number two in your overall championships for the year. But I'm talking about as an individual, what does that do? Me personally, I think that draws, I think that's going to cause a divide. Mark Marcus, um, if you look at the documentary Hitting the Apex, Mark Marcus is very, very, very much a very proud person, Um, at least off the documentary, you know, and, and that's good. That's not a bad quality, but he's so dominant. And if you watch that documentary, you'll see that, he constantly tells you that he's got over he got overconfidence, overconfidence, overconfidence that led to this. Well, overconfidence can lead to arrogance. And I see arrogance in Mark Marcus. Not nearly as bad as Jorge Lorenzo, though. This guy, I hope he runs a small helmet because that's the only way to head check that guy. Because his head just blows up from all the you know, all the hype that he gets and stuff. But he's a damn good rider, so I don't take nothing from that. But what do you do when you have two strong-willed people, two um, outstanding riders, a uh, young bull, old bull, pit together? What do you do with that? I don't know. I don't know. I think 2019 is going to be damn exciting to see what happens with that whole team and how that all works out and stuff. So I'm excited to see that, man, for sure. And then, of course, you have the best MotoGP rider in the entire world, Valentino Rossi. Um, still leading up the team with Yamaha, Yamaha with uh, Maverick, Maverick Vinales. Um, so that's a solid team. Maverick Vinales is definitely starting to come into his own. Um, been coming into his own for a while. You can see where before he switched from Suzuki, you know, he was helping Valentino Rossi kind of slingshot him over um, a little bit and stuff. And as Maverick got, into, you know, got his feet set and started, you know, winning races and start kind of cementing his own status. You can kind of see where, you know, that their their teams, their team rivals, yeah, their their partners, yeah. But you can see where it's starting to separate a little bit. But you know, Valentino Rossi is still holding his own stuff, so it'd be interesting. You know, very interesting to see what happens with uh, this uh, 2019 season um, in regards to those changes and stuff. So we'll see, man. Who knows? Uh, who knows what's to come from that? But uh, definitely excited to watch. Now. This year, I am going to do my best 
to really kind of dive into Superbike, SBK, World Superbike. Um, you guys know I love Kawasaki. Kawasaki is the best. If it ain't green, it ain't mean, right? But my second manufacturer is Yamaha. I like Yamaha, you know, Valentino Rossi. But uh, World Superbike is something I never really followed too much, you know. And I'm still, I follow MotoGP, and there's so many riders in MotoGP, guys. So I'm doing my best to really immerse myself into MotoGP and understand it more and more and more, and really truly appreciate it more and more and more. Uh, but I want to get into World Superbike. So for those of you who are into World Superbike, you know you have your your reigning champion, Jonathan Ray, Team Kawasaki, Team 65, right? Well, just a quick info is on February 22nd through the 24th, that is their first race in Phillip Island in Australia, guys. So that's February 22nd and February 24th. So you can look at it. We're Let's see. Yeah, we're under a month before we start seeing some freaking racing guys so i'm excited man i'm excited but like i said um world superbike i've always wanted to kind of get into it but as much as i wanted to man i'm i'm still trying to learn more and more about moto moto gp in, in regards to moto gp riders and particularly two and three moto two and three i don't follow too well i watch all the races and stuff but i just don't follow too well and i just trying to get better with that especially with the Sky VR46 team, of course, that's Valentino Rossi's team, but that Sky VR46 team are doing awesome job, man. Winning championships, bringing championships home and stuff like that. So, again, that's really what I was trying to focus on. I really want to get more in the MotoGP, learn more about it in depth this year, and then really um, try to learn more about uh, Superbike as well. Um, I've read Jonathan Ray's book, outstanding book. Definitely check it out. It's Dream, Believe, Achieve awesome book guys if you have not read this book get it on audible by the hard book cover do whatever you got to do it's freaking awesome guys but yeah i'm excited man i'm excited less than a month away to see some racing oh man i cannot freaking wait what about you guys let me know who's your favorite moto gp rider who's your favorite super bike rider yeah i'm interested to see i want to know what you guys are you already know moto gp you already know i like valentino rossi Superbike, Jonathan Ray, Team 65, Kawasaki Baby all day. But I'm interested to see who you guys like. So let me know in the comment section. So I'm not sure if you guys can hear this. But like my computer is going bananas right now. I'm working on the another video for you guys. So I apologize for all that background noise. But you know, that's uh, kind of how it is. Kind of how it is. But uh, so I wanted to talk about last week's um, Motocast Monday what do you guys think? I got a lot of good feedback on that, you know, on the reminiscing and going back and talking about our first cars and kind of how we got into to, to cars and this, that, and the other. And uh, and it was good, man. It was a blast, man. I got to tell you, so, you know, to make a long story longer here, um, we had, you know, we're working on the trailer, working on the, the trailer, getting the colors ready because you guys already made your choice. If you haven't checked out that video, go check it out. In YouTube, um, we're getting ready to paint those tire or paint the rims rather. And uh, while we we're there prepping, you know, we we're just talking and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, we gotta, I gotta record this, you know, because I've been talking about wanting to do this for a long time, and you guys have been asking for it. So, man, I had set the mic up, and uh, we just bullshitted, man. We just hung, you know, we just hung out and talked. And man, you gotta understand, my cousin and I, 
we're we were we were freaking tight. We're still tight, you know. That's, that's uh, my cousin. I love him to death. But when we were growing up, we were we were tight, man. You saw one, you saw the other. That's just because that's how we that's how we were. We're just you know bros like that. But when I left in '06 and I moved to Washington State, well, I you know I lost touch. Or, you know, I couldn't be there with with all my family and stuff. So, you know, naturally, you kind of, there is a kind of bit of a separation. You know, he lives his life, I live my life. So now that I'm back, and I've been back for a while, we're still trying to kind of put back what once was. But, you know, we both have families and stuff, so it makes it harder. You know, it's just, I guess you get older. It's just old, being older, right? And I don't know, you know, it, being older is cool, but being older sucks in some regards, man. Especially with that kind of stuff, but... But anywho, uh, I set the microphone up, man, and we were just talking, just rem- reminiscing on way back when, and the racing and stuff like that, and that used to be done. And you know, it's uh, man, it's a hundred percent real, man. I just, I'm just, I'm smiling right now, even thinking about it again. Like, shit went down, man. Shit really went down that way and stuff. And uh, and I'm really, really appreciative that you guys received it that well and liked you know, what we're doing in the direction where we're going with that and stuff. And we definitely are going to get another one going. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about, a lot more to talk about, but it's cool, man. It was cool. I got to real quick. I got to tell you guys, I want to tell you guys about a quick race real quick. So, um, <laughs> so we, my cousin was already had his Trans Am. So he had talked about that. So he has Trans Am. It's a 1979 Trans Am 10th anniversary. So he got it. It was still in its, you know, in the gray state. It still had the silver from the factory, honeycomb wheels. I mean, this thing was looked good, looked good, weathered a little bit, but still looked good. So we're out there in Mexico, right? Because we're racing in Mexico, not on the streets of anywhere else, just Mexico. So we go out there, and I remember we were coming actually coming back from uh, coming through military. That's another one we talk about. Military in San Antonio. Ooh, boy. Boy, sometimes. But we're coming back from military. And, you know, picture this. So you picture a 1979 Trans Am on the highway. Um, big old autometer shift, uh, shift, <laughs> shift light and gauge right on the dashboard. You know, because that's how he had it mounted way back in the day. He had to let everybody know what's up. So, I mean, this, this gauge is right there on the dashboard. Big old shift light. And set to like real low, you know, so you can like let other drivers know, you know, what's up. This is a race car. So mind you, you know, this thing's probably, you know, it's automatic turbo 400. So we're probably shifting gears at, I don't know, if you if you give it give it a little bit of gas, it's probably shifting itself by like by 3,500. And I remember we had to set pretty low. So like when you would dog it, you would be able to kind of flick that light on. So, you know, you're just driving from stoplight to stoplight or whatever and just, and then, you know, you see the you see the tack come up and hit the hit the hit the light and stuff. But uh, so again, Trans Am's on the highway, and we're just dogging it. And then I forgot there was a a Mustang, I think a Mustang or Camaro that pulled up next to us, and then kind of like gave my cousin the nod in Mexico, right? Gave my cousin the nod, and he he gave him the nod back, and I'm like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And of course, this would be one of the times where. Poor Sony camera, you know, where them batteries were just not too good. But, uh, shoot, they hit it, and that Trans Am just squashed, just, just hits. Well, again, that shift light, 
you know, you had the automatic dial on the back of the, uh, on the ship light before you had the pills. So you had the automatic dial in the back. So this thing is probably like set, set to like four grand. Well, the Trans Am, you know, we're being geared around 5,500. So imagine that you're in third gear and that, <laughs> that freaking shift light is just boom in your face. So we're on the highway doing however slow because we're not speeding or nothing. And that shift light is just boom. And I remember seeing that shift light because he's toying with that Trans Am or Camaro. I can't remember what it was. He's toying with him at the time. You know, so just picture that shift light. And I promise you guys, that shift light stayed red for like the, or orange for like the better part of damn near a mile. Just wow, just shift light so damn bright because the cover was off because you had to have the cover off. And it's just, just so crazy, guys. It's just so funny when you think about it, man. Like, like nowadays, you know, like I, I talk about my bike. So on my bike, um, I have the shift light on the dash. And uh, I don't even watch the shift light on the dash when it shift gears. I just, I just have to, I listen to the bike, um, just over time, right? Just over time. But when I had my Mustang, I didn't have the shift light on the dash. I didn't want everyone else to see. I had it hidden down right between the, uh, right by the steering column, right between the dash. So just a little spot, just so I could get a little flicker and stuff like that. But if you look like way back then, look at all the ricers and all the Hondas and what we we're doing way back then. You had a five-inch autometer gauge right on the top where everybody could see. Big old shift light set way too low where it's just blaring, just blaring light and stuff like that. But good times, guys. It was a blast. It was a blast talking about it. But again, really glad you guys enjoy it. We have plenty more of those to happen, uh, to come about and stuff. So uh, just uh, keep a lookout for those, man. It's going to be really, really good. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this Motocast Monday. I know it's kind of very, very race-heavy. We have a lot going on. We have MotoGP about to get underway. Of course, World Superbike about to get underway. We've got our own racing here locally that, you know, about to get underway. So just a lot of stuff going on. And fortunately for me, because I like talking about that stuff, um, we're going to start getting to very, very race-heavy, you know, um, Motocast and stuff like that because there's just a whole lot going on. Um, with the racing and stuff. So we'll have a lot of racing in Motocast. I am going to get back to uh, all the my fellow motobloggers and stuff. I do watch all their videos. I do support all their videos and stuff. But I haven't been really giving much shout-outs on here with uh, motobloggers that you should be watching out and looking out for and stuff like that. So I apologize with that. But, man, we just got a lot going on, man. A lot going on. And I'm a racer, dude. I'm a racer. So I'm going to be... Uh, be talking a lot about it but again i appreciate it thank you for taking the time out to support this and i hope you guys have an amazing day and a kick-ass week and you already know where i'll be baby catch you on the next one cheers